0: Hello and welcome back to Africa Science Focus, I'm Sally Amutabi. Across the continent, the debate over the medical use of marijuana and the development of regulated cannabis industries has been heating up. In May, Rwanda became one of the latest countries in sub-Saharan Africa to legalize medical marijuana use, after it earlier approved the cultivation and export of cannabis. Rwanda joins the likes of Zambia and Malawi, while Uganda also has a fledgling industrial hemp sector. While many who champion the growth of cannabis say the industry could drive Africa's development, others have questions about whether farmers and communities will be the ones who benefit. Our reporter Michael Kaloki hit the streets of Nairobi to find out more.
1: So I'm out here on the streets of Nairobi, the Kenyan capital, and I'm going to speak to a few people to get their thoughts on whether they think the cultivation and export of cannabis should be legalized in sub-Saharan Africa.
2: It's it's a two-way thing. In my opinion, I believe even if it is legalized, it will be like um, it will be large-scale farmers will will dominate because eventually cartels will come in and so on. So, it, the control the control of the production and export actually will not favor the average farmer of the of 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 marijuana, but if at all it's going to be for the purposes of uh, production and export that is beneficial to the common mananchi, then I do believe that perhaps um, we can give it a shot. All the same, we've seen that in tobacco. Tobacco was legalized. At one time, it was not very uh, very popular in, this, in, 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 in society, especially in African society. But uh, when it was legalized, it was taken over by large-scale uh, producers and also large-scale uh, manufacturers. So, I do not believe that we shall be disciplined enough to uh, produce this on small scale and let it have to be to benefit the common monainchi. If I talk to benefit the common citizen, then I do believe uh, they can give it a shot. But you don't know whether it will be for export and then import because you know you can export it. And then if it's only for export, it's a different story. But if it's going to be for export and then you can also import a lot of marijuana, then it means that. Uh, uh, other countries that are producing in large scale will also flood our local market. Basically, we hope it not to be Kenya will not be just a conduit for exportation of, of of marijuana, but for as long as it's anything that can help to
3: benefit the pockets of the common Manainchi, um I think we can give it a try. Uh, I think it's the high time that we embrace that we embrace cultivation and legalization of the cultivation and importation and exportation of the same. The reason why I'm saying so is because uh, apart from it being perceived as, a, as more of, 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 a, of a drug that is taken negatively or maybe it's perceived as, as of a negative impact, I still believe that it has a lot of positivities in it and about it. And many other continents are making billions and billions of dollars in, in, in it. And I think the reason why uh, we, have, we have been stopped from cultivating it or even exporting or importing is because we've been barred from doing trade on what is on what is much more of value. Because drugs are of, of, of more value uh, in terms of finances, in terms of trade value, than anything else. And the reason why I'm saying so is because we need to uh, empower us economically. If, if 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 our climate can can support the cultivation of the same, then it's the high time we embrace doing it. How are you, madam? Hi. Hey. If I was to ask
1: you, do you think the cultivation and export of cannabis should be legalized across sub-Saharan countries, sub-Saharan African countries, what would you say?
4: Yes, hi. So, according to me, it should be legalized because one thing you'll realize that, like right now, the countries in the sub-Saharan Africa are in deep debts. They are fighting to pay these debts. And... Um, cannabis cultivation being legalized, it will at least help in boosting the economy of these countries where they will be able to pay for these debts. Also, it is medicinal and it's one of the natural ways of curing so many diseases like skin disease because there's the cannabis is used in different ways. Some smoke, others use seed to make tea, so it depends with whatever you, are, you want to cure. That
0: was Michael speaking with Dokas, George and Chris in Kenya's capital city, where cannabis sometimes goes by other names like Bang or Bangi. So what could changes to cannabis regulations mean for sub-Saharan Africa? michael catches up with one of the continents leading cannabis researchers
1: so next i'll be speaking to dr gama bandawe he's the head of the department of biological sciences at the malawi university of science and technology dr bandawe is also carrying out research into the medical benefits of cannabis and do you feel that the cultivation and export of cannabis should be legalized across sub-saharan africa
5: so yes um uh, I do believe that. I think that it's the right and logical thing to do. I think anybody who understands the history of this crop uh, understands that uh, that it should never have been uh, made illegal in the first place. Also, uh, what you'll observe is that there is a wave. Malawi is not alone. Uh, we actually started discussing and debating this very early, um, more than a decade ago. Uh, but there are other countries within the region even, and even further afield, who are moving in that direction.
1: Now, you have been carrying out research looking at the medical benefits of cannabis. Tell us a bit about
5: your research. We are very interested in the medical benefits, in particular the fact that uh, there are some Uh, globally approved uh, cannabis-based medicines uh, that are used for treatment of all sorts of neurological uh, and psychiatric uh, conditions. We also know that uh, it is very neuroprotective. So we uh, here are interested, for example, in exploring cannabis as uh, an adjunctive therapy for things like uh, um, cerebral malaria, severe malaria, where you get a lot of brain injury. um, And in In other areas where um, one of the cannabinoids that's uh, CBD has been used is is proven to be very, very neuroprotective uh, and and can actually help to protect the brain from uh, other sequelae that will happen. So things like uh, learning disabilities and and other brain injuries that will happen as a uh, a result of of, of these sorts of diseases. But there are other areas that we are also interested in looking at. uh, And these in particular are things like in nutrition. Uh, That's a very uh, important and unexplored uh, area, both relating to the medical aspects and just, you know, the overall general aspects of, of industrial hemp. You'll, re- you'll recall that we're talking about two um, particular issues. When we talk about cannabis, we're talking about industrial. We're talking about m- marijuana, which has the THC, that's the intoxicating active ingredient, but we're also talking about uh, industrial hemp, which does not have that. Now, industrial hemp may have some of these other cannabinoids, such as CBD, which have these incredible values that we're continuing to explore explore, but it's also the one that is used, uh, for, you know, other, other purposes where other parts of the plant. Uh, so for example, the seed, um, you know, for nutritional purposes and, and for generating oil and, you know, for, for creating fibers and bioplastics and the, there are all sorts of possibilities. Now, uh, at must, we have, uh, uh, four different schools in many different areas and, uh, a super crop like this that has so many possibilities and so many different uses, uh, is just perfect because just with the crop alone, uh, Um, They can keep us busy in the Academy of Medical Sciences, uh, in the Institute of Technology, uh, in the School of Climate and Earth Sciences, and even uh, in the School of Culture and Heritage, where it's an important part of indigenous knowledge systems and practices as well.
1: Now, Doctor, you mentioned hemp there, and you also mentioned marijuana. Uh, Perhaps for our listeners, would you perhaps be able to define a bit further about, you know, when you're talking about cannabis, yeah. you know, what is hemp and what is marijuana?
5: Yes, that's a very important question. I think it's a question that often uh, needs to be addressed uh, quite strongly first for people to understand. So uh, the, we're talking about cannabis. That's the name of the plant. Uh, and um, it comes in several varieties, just like most other plants. They they can be breeded uh, and and developed for a particular use. When we're talking about marijuana, we're talking about a cannabis plant that is bred and uh, and developed specifically for the purpose of increasing the content of THC. Uh, that is the uh, cannabinoid that is psychoactive. That's known to give the euphoric high. Um, and, and so that is what they look for. That is the the value that that people find in medical as well as recreational marijuana.
1: Doctor, what are your thoughts about? the future of cannabis as a cash crop on the continent, and why do you feel the debate on legalizing the cultivation and export of cannabis has created controversy among the scientific community and the general citizenry as well?
5: Uh, Certainly uh, one of the most important things, especially in the African context, is the simple fact that uh, in general, we tend to be very conservative in uh, in our values and in, in the way that we legislate and, and, and conduct ourselves. And so I think that just by itself uh, makes this uh, a very controversial, a very touchy issue. We should remember that the laws that made cannabis illegal only came about with uh, colonial rule. So again, you'll see that in many parts of Africa, we are grappling with trying to decolonize, uh, and 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 you know people throw that word about all the time. But this is a perfect example. This is a classic example of decolonizing. Uh, you know, um, cannabis has been an important part of our cultures and our indigenous knowledge systems and practices for many years. Uh, we've been using it in in for all sorts of things for treatment of measles, uh, you know, for for staving off hunger um, during childbirth. Sometimes it's used for, for growth of hair. There, there, there's so many uh, different reasons why cannabis has been used traditionally uh, uh, you know, in our indigenous knowledge systems and practices. And the colonial era made all of those things, uh, apart from depriving us of those and disenfranchising us of those, cannabis is also one of those things. And so it's very difficult. There's still many people, uh, many of our most influential and most important leaders are people who, for example, are, are clergy or people who have just very conservative outlook and disposition on things. And so it's very difficult to convince them, but then of course, also uh, cannabis does come with with uh, certain issues it's all not all um, roses. there are certain uh, issues relating to abuse uh, that, that that might be important uh, there's also been a serious stigma that has been attached to mental health issues and cannabis we need to do a whole lot more research on that uh, but uh, certainly, I think uh, what's important is that we really start to ask those questions in a critical way in a way that actually looks at data. If we should also feel the freedom to go back and look at our indigenous knowledge systems and practices and look at how uh, cannabis was beneficial to us in uh, you know uh, before it was taken away from us um, and so i think that debate will always go on uh, in the scientific community i think it's something that's been difficult to research because it's been uh, it's just one of those things that uh, we, people have not had access to but there's an incredible amount of important research that needs to happen we need to develop our own cultivation us, our own seeds. We need to understand what the content is of our own different varieties of cannabis and what are the different cannabinoids and different compounds and what their value is. So there's a huge, uh, you know, whole ocean of things that, uh, potential benefits and questions and research that we can do. And uh, I think that the more we spend time debating and and vacillating and going back and forth, uh, I think that's time that, that we're wasting. Uh, which we could be using in a much more productive and beneficial effort in trying to bring back and, and understand what the benefits and what uh, incredible things cannabis can do for us
0: dr Gamma bendawe ending today's report on africa's great cannabis debate to catch up on all africa science focus episodes look for us on a favorite podcast app and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review we'll be back next week to continue sharing new science from the ground in africa today's program was produced by hyson lois the editors were fiona broom and jackie opara Fotoe with reporting from michael kaloki Africa Science Focus is produced by SidevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. I'm Sally Amutabi. See you again next week. This program was funded by the European Journalism Centre through the European Development Journalism Grant Programme with support from the Bill and Melina Gates Foundation.